to the Real Marathon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best in film each and every week. I'm Rob Carraher. And I am Danny Carraher. And this week, we are back with our third installment of our Modern Horror Tours uh, Marathon. And this is the third film from Robert Eggers called The Northman. So we've already done a review of his first two films, The Witch and The Lighthouse. And so now we are kind of completing this first segment of our our marathon and trying to kind of uh, connect some of the dots a little bit and watch as this filmmaker has progressed throughout his, his career. So Danny, would you like to give us a brief synopsis of what The Northman is about? Uh, So this is from the IMDb synopsis. From visionary director Robert Eggers comes The Northman, an action-filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. And I think it's not spoilery to say it's his father's murder by his uncle. And from that perspective, we can sum this up to say it's Viking Hamlet, as I heard you uh, call it uh, a couple days ago. When we talked yeah. about it, and we were ta- we were talking about it, and I was unaware that Hamlet is actually based on an even older story, um, a medieval story uh, from historian Saxo Grammaticus called "The History of the Danes," and uh, Hamlet actually emerged from that. So. This is not actually a adaptation of Hamlet. It is an adaptation of that that previous um, medieval. Uh, I don't know if it's a play or if it's a a uh, story. Um, it might just be a story called the history of the Danes. Um, so anybody who has some idea of what Hamlet is about. Um, Hamlet's been done so many times in different versions. Um, The Lion King is an adaptation of Hamlet. If you're a fan of Sons of Anarchy, Sons of Anarchy is an adaptation of Hamlet. Uh, So this is a very common story um, that that we we have seen done in many different ways. Uh, And this is yet another version of a similar story. Um, and I think maybe we can kind of start with that. Um, Danny, do you have anything related to that, that part of this project, um, that either kind of sticks out to to you or you have some feelings about, uh, related to how it's a take on this Hamlet story? Yeah. I think that honestly, the things that were most interesting about the movie were where it kind of detracted from that narrative um i think it's a tale that we're so familiar with and it feels kind of to pop up in a lot of different types of stories that um i found when it the movie was unpredictable that was when it was at its best and unfortunately for me i would say the movie was pretty predictable um and even in some slight sequences where there's um, some changes or maybe some, some turns that you weren't expecting. I think even still then is kind of following that narrative of what you kind of expected. There's 
um, some sort of challenges with the character, uh, with the relationship between um, Alexander Skarsgård's character and Nicole Kidman's character in the movie that I think are interesting and I kind of wish were further developed in the movie in some ways. Uh, I kind of wanted to see more of that. I also would like just to say that I think that in some ways the setting of this movie like it is it kind of promises some big grand epic they use that term even in the synopsis it's an epic but in terms of the setting after about the first 40 minutes of the movie we are more or less kind of in one little village area for the majority of the movie and I think that at that point for me, it really lost its epicness. And I actually, uh, I I would normally be happy about a movie that felt really grounded and maybe was kind of more centered on like one area. But I think that it betrayed kind of one of the best qualities the movie already had was this kind of meandering journey. And I wanted to see this character uh, amulet go on more kind of side quests or journeys toward his goal. And it seemed like he arrived there and then kind of dilly dallied around once he arrived. And I just wasn't in love with that aspect of the story. I know I'm kind of just moving into talking about story in general, but I'm curious just in general, how much you felt like where, where it detracted was, was were those moments ones that stood out to you um, versus the parts that kind of really adhered to that Hamlet narrative that we've been talking about? Um, yeah, I think, honestly, the story part of this, I like, I just didn't really get that excited about it in general. Um, and that part of this film is why this is my least favorite of the three Robert Egger movies, because it it just didn't bring anything that I felt was necessary to tell this story. Like, I I don't think that it has anything that makes this overly interesting. Um, And like, I I think for what it was, it was done. uh, It was executed quite well. Uh, As usual, we've talked about this with the last two films that um, Eggers is very good at writing uh, dialogue that is uh, from the time period. And I think that part of it maybe is interesting, but I didn't really care about these characters that much. And maybe, maybe, I mean, this is a weird thing to say, considering that I'm not really buying into the story at all, but it maybe would have uh benefited from being a mini series where you can develop characters a little bit more. And as you were saying, maybe have them go on some more kind of like side missions along the way that uh, allow us to um, kind of see this epic journey. I mean, you think about some of the really epic type stories where they go on, like like think of like Lord of the Rings Uh, part of why that story really resonates with people is because they have to go through so much. And I didn't feel that. I know they did have to go through some things in this, but it just, it, it it didn't quite feel like it was that difficult. (laughs) He kind of 
Like we, we presumed the entire time that he was going to have his shot. Um, and maybe that's because we kind of know where the story is going uh, because of its source material. But um, it is, I don't know, like the buy-in here. Like I didn't get excited about what was taking place. And, uh, yeah, I just never was fully engaged in, in what was happening. Um, not to say that it's bad by any means, but when I am comparing it to the work that we've seen previously from him, uh, it just didn't live up to that same work. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. This is my least favorite of the three. And like you said, it's not a bad movie. I think more than anything, it's a movie that has – very technical aspects like clearly laid out aspects that make it a visual visually interesting movie there's also some myth mythological stuff that's thrown in and also some ceremonial stuff that is i find really interesting because i i would imagine that has some sort of researched history there that uh that robert eggers really looked into so i i was excited about that but um as we're still kind of talking about story here, I think that I would have liked for this movie to take a direction similar to maybe a movie like the green Knight. in some ways. Um, that's a movie that is not does actually did not have a huge budget. Um, and this I think has a bigger budget than the green oh, Knight did. This had a huge budget. We'll talk. I want to talk about that a little bit later. So let's come back to budget. Okay. So, but whatever the case is, I think that, that's what I mean in terms of just kind of pushing our character further along on the narrative they're on. And, you know, this is a character that's driven to avenge his father's death. And he like, doesn't seem to seize on that opportunity at all costs in the way that we're kind of expected him to. Um, And I find that interesting. And I think a part of the story that I would have liked to see further developed was the relationship between him and the Anya Taylor-Joy character. Yeah. Because that, to me, that character felt like it was used for his growth, but I didn't get to see, like, what she really got from that relationship either. And she could have been to at least, like, she kind of seemed to hint or indicate at having some kind of witch almost myth mystical power that I would have liked to see kind of play out in some interesting way that really took the narrative in a different direction than we were expecting. Um, but it just didn't go there. Yeah. She was almost kind of wasted to be yeah. completely honest. She's a much better actress than uh, that part. She, um, she makes it her. way more interesting than it would have been, I think. Right, right. Uh, and that that's disappointing, I think. Um, another thing that about the way that this is portrayed, and maybe this is what Robert Eggers wanted, maybe this is the way the source material is, but part of the problem is, and this is probably a little bit of a spoiler, um, or Maybe it's a big spoiler. I don't know. But because this is a common story, I feel like we're a little bit safer to talk about some of these things. Uh, you you kind of expect this buildup to the climax of this story. 
and it gets the its legs cut out from under it because there's not enough development early on about the type of people that these characters are. Um, the Nicole Kidman, the mother character, sort of signals to uh, Alexander Skarsgård's character that uh, they their fa- his father really wasn't as good of a person as uh, he, he yeah he thinks he is and that he was kind of a coward and like they I I think because we don't have a, a representation of who that person was um, it, it's kind of like okay well maybe you're going on this journey to uh, get vengeance against your your uncle all for not now uh, because maybe he really isn't worth avenging. The other thing is that the uncle character isn't nearly villainous enough. Like in, in a way, like you can understand that he may be sort of likable at times. I didn't, I didn't get the idea that he was a true villain. Um, and if anything, there's almost more villain tendencies uh, from Amleth uh, than than from from the uncle's character, and right. I don't maybe that is by design. Um, and if I were to go into the film thinking that that is the the way that it is supposed to be portrayed, I maybe I like it better. Um, but I just I, I feel like the development of characters is problematic to the point where the sell off. Uh, at the end isn't as great because we didn't have that, that character development. Right. I, I actually want to pick kind of an issue with that idea about it. I, I totally get where you're coming from. I actually, that's a part of the movie I really like that the character is not like he is set up as being kind of the, you know, typical hero going to avenge his father who was wrongfully killed. And I like this idea of him getting new information that then like challenges what he already believed. And that to me, I have no problem with that. I actually have no problem with the uncle character being actually kind of a good character in some ways, you know, I don't have an issue with that. What I have an issue with is it seemed like they, like what you said, I would want would have rather seen them lean harder into making him more clearly villainous after that moment, you know, and they they do the storyline with and I know we're really kind of leaning towards spoilers, but I'm just going to vaguely say they really kind of give you a, a little bit of a tease with the future of him and Anya Taylor Joy's character and that kind of makes softens you to him makes you feel like he's still your hero. But I, I kind of wish that it they went harder on making him unlikable in a way. Cause well, that would that would be a way to turn this narrative on its head in a really interesting way to say like, you know, it's okay for us to change our minds when we get new information. And that yeah. this is an example of what just unadulterated vengeance does to somebody, you know, like where you don't take in new information. I think that would have been an interesting story, but they tried to do both things. Yeah. And I think I, I agree with that. Actually, I probably would have liked that a little bit better too. It's kind of that Anakin Skywalker uh, 
uh, story type. Right. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think, I think that's interesting. Um, as we're, before we kind of move on, I also think that it has some tone issues where it's not quite sure what it wants to communicate. There, there are some moments where it's kind of bizarre and like almost trying to be funny um, mm-hmm. in particular toward the beginning with uh with Ethan Hawke and the little boy and um, Willem Dafoe uh, where they kind of like, they, they kind of have this goofiness to the, the scene. Uh, and I was like, okay, that tone to me doesn't quite fit the tone that's led up to this. And then I didn't really ever see that tone again. And I didn't really like the fact that it was like inter- interjected there. It was like he kind of dipped into the lighthouse, kind of that kind of dark humor of the lighthouse uh, and pulled it into this just for that one scene. And it just didn't work for me. Um, the, in this, I'll, I'll let you real quick. Did you notice that? Is that something that you noticed or did it bother you at all? Well, the main thing that bothered me is like you said that it felt like very early on the tone was establishing this kind of familiar, but uh, unfamiliar world through like you are entrenched in the ceremonies of this culture. And then for the most part, those ceremonies didn't matter anymore after the first 30 minutes of the movie, it was just an action kind of revenge movie with a little, little hints of like, fantasy or mysticism but it didn't seem like those ceremonial like cultural things were as prevalent and that was the stuff to me that was really interesting um and so in in terms of tone i think that it it's probably more of a content issue for me like keeping that content or that 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 purposeful aim towards showing this culture a specific thing but yeah. Other than that, I'm not sure what, what were you, what else were you going to say about that? Well, I think this is where I kind of want to go into budget because it almost felt like Robert Eggers was given this budget of between 70 and $90 million to make this movie. And he was like, all right, we're going to try something fun. And so we got some of that early on. Um, but it wasn't purposeful. It, it was like he's made he's made this career of being able to make really high quality film with a much smaller budget that now he has all this extra money and he's thinking, all right, what can I do with this? And it just didn't quite work. Um, the movie only has made just under $65 million worldwide, which means that it hasn't even made its money back. Uh, and, and so my gut tells me Robert Eggers isn't going to get a budget like this ever again, or at least not for a little bit. Um, because it just, it, to me, it wasn't utilized. Uh, like there's some movies where you have a gigantic budget and you're like, oh yeah, they did a great job of utilizing that gigantic budget. And I just didn't feel that here. Um, it felt like a little bit of a waste and like they were trying to be gimmicky for the sake of doing something different. And it, it, it just didn't work. Here's the issue with, and I don't know this to be true. 
So I'm, I'm just kind of assuming, but here is what I think is probably an issue with being the type of director Robert Eggers is with a big budget is when it comes down to it, you have to make business decisions in a movie about what is going to be the most efficient way for us. And that's what a producer should do, you know? Um, and I don't know how much he was involved on the production side. I'm sure he, he has heavily influences that in all of his projects, but he has such an allegiance to the authenticity that I would imagine that a big chunk of this budget was wasted in getting like uh, time accurate costuming that probably I'm just saying for the most part was not something that most audience members could really tell, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that that's, there isn't value in that. What I'm saying is this is a movie that, looked like it could have been made for 30 million dollars yeah and instead and that's still above the average for a movie yeah and still you know was a 90 million dollar movie basically and i I, that's not a good thing i don't think that that's good to no like it, it you cost it costs not that much and um I would, I'm just trying to think in terms of production of what we see, I think costuming probably was a big part of it. I think that there could be some location stuff that they had to pay money for. And then I would imagine some of the big uh, production in terms of the village raid scene um, that was kind of done in a one oneer you know that one shot as they're coming in like i would imagine that sequence was pretty expensive uh there's some visual effects that were probably expensive as well but i also don't i don't think those visual effects needed to be visual effects i think you could have done them yeah on state you know what i mean i just do you know what i mean yeah yeah no definitely um it just it felt like he he kind of forced himself into a different realm than he needed to. Uh, uh, granted, I, he also had a lot bigger name actors in terms of a g- more gigantic cast. He hasn't ever worked with a cast of this size before. Um, and you had some big name actors that are going to be a little bit costly. Uh, I mean, you can pay, you probably are paying Ethan Hawke quite a bit of money, even though he's not in it that much. Well, and Nicole uh, Kidman. Yeah. Same, same with Nicole Kidman. Um, so uh, that that probably adds a little bit to it. Uh, so far, we haven't really given it a ton of credit. Um, I still gave this movie a 7 out of 10. Um, and there are some things that it does very, very well. I do think the production design of this is very good. Um, I imagine they built that entire village uh, and that it, it, it looks cool. Um, the cinematography is pretty good. Yeah it's not to the same level as the lighthouse. Um, and, and so like, it's kind of a step back, I think in terms of cinematography, but uh, it's still done on a very high level. Um, and I think the sound and the way that it looks in general is very good uh, and has a good score as well. Um, it's not super memorable, but like it, it definitely adds to the feel of the film. And uh, I, I thought it, I thought that was pretty good. Um, and then 
the performances, the performances, I think are all very on point. Um, it's not, they're not the sort of performances where you're going to get a bunch of awards love, but these are all great actors and they all play their part and they do, they do a really good job. And I, I also didn't feel like um, any of these actors are bigger as the celebrity than their role, which mm-hmm. sometimes can happen in a movie like this. Um, I thought they, they all did a pretty good job of kind of filling in in those those different roles. So I've given you a, a number of different things that uh, I think that the film does quite well. Um, you want to pick one and maybe we can dig in a little deeper. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I mean, we have been kind of hard on this movie so far, but I gave it a seven. And uh, I, I want to talk about, let's talk about the performances in just a second, because I think we should spend a little bit more time on that. But one thing I want to mention in terms of the cinematography is that you mentioned how this does feel like a step back. And I think that that probably comes from the case, the situation of there, there's just a lot of different set pieces in this movie. Um, literally most of the last two movies took place in like a 500 foot radius you know what I mean like there was not they did not have to like move the camera there's a lot of indoor shots for both of those movies and um I think editing played a bigger role in the last two movies and in this movie uh he did makes the decision to like you follow the actors with the camera a lot. And so there was a lot of directing that had to go along, go happen in this movie. And in terms of just the direction, even though we are not sold on the story of this movie, I think this is a really well-directed movie. It is. Um, I, I do think that there was, they probably could have brought like, didn't need that huge budget, but still like this was, I think uh, I, I liked those sequences of kind of following Amalith along the walls of the village and you could kind of see around the corner and he he kind of senses that he's this this kind of uh perfectly engineered predator you know he he is yeah. you would not you would be so afraid of him as a character and so in 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 that sense that's a good reason why they should have leaned more into him as a villain character yeah. because he is scary in a lot of ways, but um, he's such a, he's a good looking actor. So you kind of, the, the, that's something that the whole movie does is they, they cast these actors as people who are like people that, you know, and typically people that you, you associate as being good people. Mm-hmm. And they kind of turn that on its head in a way, like with Ethan Hawke, like, he's rarely ever a bad guy, you know, and he, you can't really say he's a bad guy in this, but it's, it's insinuated that he's not what he seems. Right. Right. And so uh, I I do think that they made directing decisions that kind of made that clear, but the story just wasn't on the same level as the direction. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, we we can't take anything away from Robert Eggers as a director. I think that he has a unique vision, and uh, one of the things that you got to say about it is that clearly he's very passionate about the yeah. projects that he makes and puts a lot into the projects, and you can see that. 
um, in the final product. Uh, you definitely can see that there. Um, once again, I do want to go back to uh, his ability to capture darkness. Uh, okay. I noticed almost immediately, I can't remember exactly what the scene was, but like almost immediately the movie begins and there is a scene in darkness. And uh, I was once again in awe of just how well he captures uh, darkness when this is something that uh, other directors can't quite do on the same level. So um, he, he, is a, he is a master of capturing the night. So in terms of the performances in this movie, who would you say is the standout performer or um, is there a standout performer? I, I'm not so sure that I, I would say there's a standout performer. I, I honestly believe this is a pretty good ensemble uh, piece. We, you lean on Alexander Skarsgård a little bit because uh, he is um, the star and he gets the most screen time. Uh, but I, I think that everybody plays their role pretty well. And uh, to me, it, it all, it all just really works uh, in terms of performances. Yeah, I would agree. And I think, a huge part of Alexander Skarsgård's performance is his physicality. Yeah. Um, the, and I don't mean just literally his, the, his build or anything like that. I think I'm, I'm talking just like how he his posture, how he yeah. interacts with the, the environment. Um, he's a hundred percent believable as this type of character. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say that this is a movie that, um, is like you said, it's an ensemble movie, but it does feel like every scene with the actors, they get their moment in a way. Yeah. And even Ethan Hawke, who's not in it a ton, I feel like you, he kind of got his moment in, in the beginning. And um, to that extent, I, I think even the, the actor who plays the uncle, I don't, he's, he's not a very well-known actor and I'm sorry, I don't know his name right now off the top of my head, but he, I think, does a pretty good job. He's actually an actor I'd like to see in more stuff because he has an interesting look. He has an interesting presence. He could, I honestly think, play some interesting roles in uh, a variety of movies. The actor's name is... Clay uh, Spang. Yep, Clay Spang. Uh, he's in, he was in the movie The Square. I have not seen that, but uh, it was a film that came out back in 2017 that uh, received some critical acclaim um, and it was directed by Ruben Ostlin and also had Elizabeth Moss in it. Um, and uh, Ruben Ostlin has a movie at Cannes right now, so it, there's a little bit of a, a uh, connection um, there. That's the reason why I was kind of surprised to see that, that he was in that. But it looks like he plays the main guy in that movie, so I might have to check that out now because I think he is. I think he's very good. I think he's very yeah. good in this. And, I mean, you know, we, we have seen uh, Danish movies get a little bit more recognition in previous years and, like, with an actor like um, – Who's the famous Danish actor? Can't think of his name. But Mads uh, Mikkelsen. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think that that, like, there's a, uh, I mean, now, but more than ever, we're becoming a more kind of 
international film industry. So it'd be exciting to see him in more stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this isn't really a horror movie. I think there are some horror elements to it. And uh, Edgar's work uh, on his previous two movies, which both are a little bit more, I think, within the horror genre. But he's been uh, moving away from horror. I he mean, is. He I, is. Would say, I would say that The Lighthouse is less horror than The Witch, and this is less horror than The White House. Well, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see where he goes from here if uh, this is, if he goes back to doing more horror. Um, but the, there definitely, I think, are elements in this film that are horror esque. Uh, specifically just kind of he he's almost like this this kind of devil uh that's that's or this demon that's coming after people um and so there there are some horror elements here and i i think that because of that um because of his background in kind of starting with the horror genre uh it, it definitely gives the film a mood uh that it would otherwise maybe not have if a uh more action director were to to direct something like this mm-hmm. um and 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 so because that we we're kind of focusing this a little bit more on the horror genre i do want to just before we finish up talk about how this may kind of fit within within that genre if it does at all I would say it's if I wouldn't categorize it as horror first, I would categorize it as an action history movie drama. Um, Yeah. And there is maybe two sequences in the movie that actually feel very horror inspired. Um, And even those sequences of him as being kind of like a demon in the night, like those are played out in a lot of ways, like an action movie, you know, you're right. Um, And uh, I don't think that that, I mean, that's nothing against the movie. It just, I don't think that that it's funny. We we're focused on these horror directors and uh, this doesn't seem to kind of fit as well as, as I was expecting it to, but that's okay. Um, And you would agree then probably that it doesn't. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But it it is, it's always interesting because I think that, very often uh, directors who lean on horror like to stay within that genre. Yeah. So the fact that he's kind of moving out of the genre, I think shows that maybe he's a little bit more interested in the time mm-hmm. uh, in like doing these period pieces that are historically accurate. Right. And uh, it just so happened that the witch uh, lent itself to being a horror film rather than something else, and right. and so to I would to I would imagine that that's what he's going to continue to do is continue to work on these period type pieces, and so we might see something altogether different in in his next film. Maybe he ends up wanting to do an all out comedy or something like that. That'd um, be wild. It would be a period piece that allows him to really kind of uh, dig into the historical aspects. Of, of that time um 
despite the fact that I, I think I was a little disappointed with the Northman because my expectations were quite high after the last two films. Um, it is still, I think a pretty good movie. Um, I think that in general, the average film lover person that would go to the movies is going to probably enjoy it because uh, there are elements of the blockbuster um, but it, I, I still think it keeps me excited for, for future work from, from Robert Eggers uh, yeah. because he, he is continuing to grow and do try different things and not everything is going to hit. Uh, and so we, we kind of just, we, we live with the fact that he can't always just outdo the last one. Um, right. And, and so here we are. Yeah. I, and just real quick, speaking of future work um, I'm going to pose this question to you i'll answer it first but what what i want you to think what would be a time period or maybe a type of movie that you would like to see him tackle next uh, maybe a type of story and the and i don't think he would do this because i think he wants to tell original stories i know that he had been attached to the possibility of doing a nosferatu story in the past i honestly think it'd be cool to see him tackle a uh Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type story. I think he could do a cool rendition of that. Maybe not even that story, but something maybe um, in kind of 1800s London, something like that. What do you think? Um, that would be, that would be cool. Uh, I think I would be interested to see him do something, maybe a little bit more political um, and maybe do some like colonialism, like Africa type story. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that he might be very good at that. Uh, yeah. And and so I'd be very interested to see him tackle something, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of wraps up uh, everything that we would want to say about, about the Northmen. Uh, you can currently, I don't know if this is in theaters anymore and I definitely won't be in theaters <laughs> come this upcoming weekend with uh, Memorial Day, but uh, you can get this on demand, uh, video on demand. So if you want to watch it at home, you can do so. Um, if you like kind of an action-y type period piece, uh, I think that it's worth checking out. Um, I imagine eventually it will make it to some streaming services. So maybe that's a good time to do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's worth checking out. I would agree. Until next time, next time we will be diving in with Alex Garland, uh, who's our next director. And we're going to start backwards this time and review the film Men. So until next time, have a great week. We'll see you then. Thank you.